0: Bobcast. 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 Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always. This Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Uh, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd be inside my house in the month of May, as it starts to get warm out, you know? And we've been inside for a really long time, you know? And if you're like me in that first month, you were probably struggling. You were struggling to find something to do, you know? You were like, how do I past the time. How many times can I put the wash in? How many times can I fold the wash? How many times can I put my son's socks away? And the answer was infinite amount of times. But you gotta be creative and you gotta do something, right? And I really missed putting on shows. You know what I mean? I missed the, you know, the top of the world. I miss the Country Rock and Arts Festival. So, you know, I just set out and I was like, you know, each week I'm gonna try to do something here on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, mainly Facebook but um, I did a bunch of online festivals. And when I was doing these online festivals, I met a bunch of great people. And when I did that, you know, like I wasn't really setting out to um, network per se, but I was more or less looking to just pass the time. But as I passed the time, I came across some great friends. And, you know, from that, we were able to organize this year's Kunchakan Arts Festival, which takes place on June 6th, virtually. I know we're going to Yellow on Friday, right? But guess what? A lot of people like myself, who are educated are gonna wait it out and see what happens, okay? I'm not gonna rush outside to uh, get a slice of pizza or something like that, per se. But, hey, maybe next year, you know, we will be outside in country Hawk and doing our thing. And that's what I really hope happens. But um, today, I wanted to g- gather a bunch of musicians together. Right now, the one musician uh, who's here first with me, I met better part of maybe 12 15 20 years ago maybe i that's about right seeing his band you know perform um a lot you know and and and, like i became really good friends with uh, the guitar player from the band and you know when you're a bass player sometimes you you know like you really enjoy talking with other people who play the same instrument as you at least in my opinion i mean like i've come across some great people who play the bass you know and this guy in particular he had great style. He could play with a pick. He could play with his fingers. He could play with a, like a nylon pick. He could do all sorts of different things. And that's kind of how I like to play my instrument too as well. Never the same. So, you know, and he also does a really kick-ass cover of a door song too as well. But we're going to get to know him a little bit better. Tony, how are you doing, man?
1: Real good, Bob. Yeah, thanks a lot for the nice intro there and the compliments and everything. I don't know. I just, whenever I'm playing bass, I just sort of think, I just sort of say, well, how did the original player play this tune? Then I try to use whatever they did. Like, if they used a pick, I use a pick. And, uh, you know, sometimes I like thumbs. Sometimes I like fingers. Whatever's available to me at the time. (laughs) We also like flat-wound strings, which is nice, too.
0: Yeah, flat-wound strings, man. There's something about it, right? There's such a difference in it, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah,
1: Yeah, there's something... Well, uh, the thing I like about it is you don't have to buy a new set every week, which is kind of (laughs) nice.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Who we got? Okay, we got... Joining the show right now... We're gonna go in order. So as they appear right now, I'm gonna introduce. So this band I, I discovered when I was in Nashville. Uh, we were at the end of this like little tour we were doing, right? And I'm gonna be honest. Every single band I saw on that tour sucked, except for his band. Why? Because they had great guitar tone. They had a great you know presence on stage, and you know I mean like something about the town of Nashville. I'd never been there before, and that was my first foray. And it's kind of odd to be a musician and say that. And my first foray being there was at you know like age 39. But hey. I <laughs> think that really worked out well, though, was is that I got a chance to discover a year of October. And uh, here's Josh right here. He's uh, the Great. guitar player from the band. How are you doing, man? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I can't complain. You know, I was just saying, I'm trying to, you know, pass the time, stay creative, and, like, you know, putting together these festivals has have been, like, you know, an exciting way to bring, bring people together. But I am, yeah. like, I'm happy that I, you know, I met you guys when I did. I mean, you, you came up here, and I believe you played twice. And yep. then you know, like you were supposed to play that weekend, March fourteenth at the Grape Room, and it got yeah. canceled. You know, yeah, yeah, uh
2: yeah. It was it was crazy because we were we were on tour, supposed to play. We actually ended up canceling a couple shows ourselves just to. We were like, we need to be home during the situation because it you know wasn't clear what was going on and and uh it's a it's it's definitely a weird time for sure. But we appreciate, thank you so much for having us
0: and. Uh, we appreciate you putting on these festivals, man. No doubt, man. Um, it's been fun, you know? And, like, sometimes you discover stuff along the way that you never knew about, you know? One thing I did know about for the better part of 40 years is pizza, right? Pizza, I actually had some the other night, right? I had this uh, specialty pizza at this place called Victorino's in West Country Hawk, and they kind of just opened up a few years ago, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I had to wear my mask to go in, and they got these two doors, right? And I went through the wrong door, man. I went through the door uh-huh. to the kitchen, and as I walk into the kitchen, I realized. Nobody's wearing a mask. Oh, but no. That's not what I'm going to talk about. What I'm going to talk about is this next band. And, like, you know, I had heard through the grapevine that these guys were doing interesting things online. And, you know, there's something to be said about the content. You know, when you're creating content, you know, it, it doesn't just take, like, five seconds. you got to actually put time in. you got to put effort into your craft. You know what I mean? And this band, you know, just blew me away. And they've done uh, several different things um, for me in the, in the past two months. And I'm excited that they're on the bill. So I want to welcome Sam from the Pizza Collection.
3: Hi, Bob. am uh, happy to be here.
0: So can you tell me, like, when did you first fall in love with pizza?
3: Well, Bob, I come from a world that is very much like this world, but is different. Um, in my world, pizza music is everywhere, from Sugar Ray to Dr. Dre. All of your favorite artists have recorded pizza songs. One day, Will and I were riding our tandem bike, and the power went out. And when we woke up, we were the only ones who remembered pizza music.
0: <laughs> I, I think that that's the origin story I really want. I love that origin story. You guys are riding a tandem bike. Your partner, Will, um, he's he's not on here right now. But, I mean, like, you guys, you go back and forth, and you create these, um, I, I guess, it's like, interactive experiences. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, like, before quarantine, did you guys – ever perform live together like with the pizza collection
3: yeah we've been um traveling the country uh trying to uh make people remember uh the the pizza paradise that we all used to share um we've performed uh everywhere from uh pizza camp in minneapolis to pizza poetry week in new orleans um and also a bit around philly because we both live in philly yeah
0: so you are in Philly, right? I thought you might have been in Los Angeles for a second.
3: Um, I, I used to live in Los Angeles, and I currently live in Philadelphia.
0: Same. And you know what? I can tell you that you know when I did live in Los Angeles, there was not a single place to get a good slice.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there were not much from what I remember. It's starting to turn around. It's starting to turn around. I won't trash L.A. food. I'm a, I'm a big... Uh, fan of the la food scene and um I, for yeah, me burger. i honestly don't really like pizza that much um it's it's about the music for for me
0: you know i'd like that that's dedication um i want to introduce uh, our next guest um you know once again classic case of discovering something new in the middle of the madness of quarantine you know um I, I i was going on the the delco quarantine mic thing in the beginning and i was always just flipping through trying to find something that you know sounded good And uh, I came across somebody that was from the city of Philadelphia, and she's super talented. She's a singer-songwriter. She has a band, and uh, that band's name's Kate Dressed Up. Welcome to the show.
4: What up? How are you?
0: So you just participated last weekend in a virtual Battle of the Bands, and you won that Battle of the Bands. Am I correct? Yes. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what it was like participating in something so virtual?
4: Um... Well, I had a lot of fun with it, honestly, and I wasn't sure how i was how I was gonna like it. Um, we were told to prepare three songs each, and and then the order of performance would just be random. And for me, it was actually really nice to play for stakes. Like there was something to play for, where, like, All of the virtual streams, I personally have been loving them. The whole, like, blossoming of live streams everywhere, I think it's incredible. Um, But there's something about, you know, being put to the test up on a stage in the moment in front of people. And the battle of the bands kind of almost it wasn't like a one-to-one replication, but it was, it kind of gave me that feeling of, okay, you really have to kick ass right now, um, so I had a lot of fun with it, and it was, it was a good experience.
0: It's starting to, I mean, it's just weird, right? I mean, like, anybody want to chime in here? I mean, like, are you guys, are, are you excited to con- continue doing this, or are you, like, I mean, like, I, I understand. I mean, I totally get it. I mean, it's like, don't you got to be creative and you got to do things. But like, is there ever a moment where you're just tired of setting up your cell phone to record you?
3: Well, Bob, I gotta say that I never feel like a psychopath in my bedroom, uh, mm-hmm. singing into the uh, computer monitor. So um, that always feels totally normal for me. And um, I, I know, I don't want to speak for Will, but I know, I mean, this is, this has really hit us all really hard, especially... Uh, not to make this all about us, but we do primarily play nursing homes, and it's it's been bad for business. Um, and we want everyone to be safe. Um, we want people to make smart decisions, and we want to uh, continue to play the nursing home auditoriums that we're used to. So we kind of want, uh, but we're we're thrilled to be coming to the Contracon Arts Fest. Um, uh, we're both coming back home to Concha Hawkins. So that's, uh, that's exciting for, for the pizza collection. Uh, it's great to have something to know where you are in time. Yeah. And,
0: right, where you're at in this world, Tony, you guys had like a bunch of gigs, like all set up, oh, yeah. right?
3: Had a lot of bar
1: gigs, mostly at Burdingham's and Conchy corner tavern and places like that. And I have no idea when they're
0: going to reopen again. It's I still- drove by Brittingham's the other day and it's, you know, it's eerie sight. I mean, that whole area is just, dead and it's just it's wild i mean like here's the deal like once they do open up right we're gonna go to yellow next friday right i mean if it goes Mm -hmm. to yellow and people i mean they're already doing it right now they're going to the beaches and they're going out like will you what will music be like when you're in a bar and you have to be six feet away from people
1: i don't know i mean whenever we would play burninghams it was usually in order for me to get a beer at the bar i'd have to squeeze through a lot of people and right now i just can't even imagine that happening you
0: know can you imagine i read something from 21 pilots that they said that they want to put people in hamster balls you know the big plastic <laughs> like uh flaming lips um type balls and like yeah you know, how many people could you fit in a in a floor now,
1: realistically
0: as i said you know
1: me being a rock and roll cover band i don't know when it's going to come back so i'm kind of glad i have this other ability to play acoustic guitar and play finger style and you know, maybe teach some people some techniques and stuff like that to have something else to do
0: while we wait this out. It, now, I, I do know. notice that right behind you, and uh, I think on your left, you've got what, like six, seven different types of instruments. So I never knew you actually played. um What's the style of guitar you're going to be performing for the Kunchak? And you know,
1: I'm going to be doing some Celtic type of stuff and maybe a few things by Nick Drake. Things that use open tunings, that's what I like to do mostly. I, I don't play really well in standard tuning, even though I can. So I like to tune the guitar we, kind of weirdly and maybe do some fingerstyle things like Leo Kaki or is it Nick Drake or, you know, just stuff like that. I, you know, you know <laughs> that's what I do.
0: It's good, but, Josh. For you guys, I mean, like, you were hitting the road. I mean, like, that's your main gig is, like, you, you travel and you, you set up tours with your wife and yeah. uh, you... You were, like, making some good income, and, like, when that shuts off, like, what do you do? Uh, we uh, try
2: not to spend any money. <laughs> no, um, I mean, it definitely – it's been it's been an interesting experience. I mean, we were talking about if this had happened, you know, 20 years ago when, when you don't have – or even 10 years ago when you don't really have, like, streaming like you do today. Like, I don't know what we would be doing to fill our time. Um, but – um it's definitely i don't know man we've just been uh trying to stay in touch with venues but we just had we just had one venue reach out to us yesterday and said they were going ahead and canceling the whole year like just to because they're not sure what's going to happen and it kind of told me that they might be just shutting down uh so it's honestly i I don't really know uh what we're going to do in the next couple months we're just going to have to take it as it comes we have been working on a bunch of new music so that's kind of on a positive note uh we finished a new record and we're working on the next one after that so we'll put out a new record this year and hopefully have another one ready to go but playing live i don't know i'm i'm glad we can do streaming but uh
0: it's it's definitely not the same it's odd right i mean after you finish the song and like you know you're waiting for people to clap it's just weird it's 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 weird for me to even do a podcast like while i'm like on facebook live but i mean I really want to go and like, you know, enjoy pizza. I want to go out and enjoy a bar go see, you know, a rock and roll cover band or an original band. Katie, like how, how have you been like passing the time otherwise besides music?
4: I just enrolled at BCC, which is the local community college near where I live uh, over the bridge in Jersey. Um, so I'm taking a calculus class, which is something I haven't, even touched at all in like over a decade and I'm hoping it sets me on a path eventually down the line once I have like a basis of knowledge um to study electrical engineering and
0: I think that you just took the the, the prize I mean I've been <laughs> learning the D chord and the E chord on the piano <laughs> you're taking calculus wow
4: yeah I mean I I know this is, like, not everyone's, like, bag, but I'm very much a person that, like, I have to find purpose and and something to do every day, even if I just give myself something to do. And electrical engineering was something that I got into through doing live sound. That's dope. And so, like, with this happening and, like, all classes are online, which what could be more convenient? And I have nothing, literally nothing else to do. So. It just was like somewhat of a whim decision where I was just like, I have the time. I want to do that. I don't know what's going to happen like in the after, like everyone else is saying, like, we don't know when live music is going to come back. And that is what I was planning on relying on for my income. So it's like, so like with that being so just uncertain, both in like, the timeline aspect and also just like, for me, I wonder about like the supply and demand aspect once live music is able to happen again and like how momentum will or will not pick up at that point that it just like, it just made sense for me to just create this other kind of prong on my existence and see what happens.
0: It is interesting to think, like, when will it return? How will it look? And like, the one thing that you just said that I didn't even really think about, per se, is that, I mean, there's a very good, there's so many bands, right? I mean, like, with our festival, you know, there's 25 acts. So, like, 25 acts normally could get a gig, you know, once a month. But now with so many provisions and, like, you know, now you could, I imagine you couldn't, like, you know, put six bands into the great room in one night. What's that going to look like? And, like, God, I didn't, I mean, I was thinking about the movies the other day. Like, I watched Scoob with my son, and I was like, yeah, this is great and all on my couch, but damn, dude, what, I, what I wouldn't do to have a fountain drink to watch it on the big screen. Um, watching movies, watching TV to pass the time. I'm, like, in the middle of a drought right now where I've got nothing to watch. Does anybody have any recommendations for me here on the podcast?
4: What do you like? Like, what genres and
0: stuff? I, I like to be disturbed because... I used to be a school teacher. I don't think that really makes sense, but <laughs> I've seen everything under the sun, you know, with uh, with kids. I mean, like some of the shows that I do. Like, um, I mean, I enjoyed Ozark season three, but you know, it's all good. we had. We're watching Upload right now. Um, that is so I mean, good. It's really good. Yeah.
4: Oh, I love that.
0: It's funny and it's you know, I mean, like I thought like I had already. S- There's this movie back in the day that I really enjoyed called Defending Your Life. Has anybody ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what's up? Dave Cope. How are you doing, man? I didn't notice there was more people. Up, look, we got more people. I got more introductions to do. I'm so rude that I wasn't scrolling to the right. I've never had this many people inside of a Zoom chat, so I'm going to move on right now to Mr. Dave Cope. Uh, Upload, though, is dope, and I highly recommend uh, this Mel Brooks movie called Defending Your Life from the early 90s. So, Dave, like, he makes these great... He's doing all this work online right now, making these songs, like, for quarantine. He's de- uh, dedicating some of the proceeds to essential workers, I believe. He's just an all-around great songwriter. And I think I might have got that one part wrong about the essential work- well, workers. Well, I wish I could. I mean,
5: I've made, like, a dollar off the stuff, probably. So, I mean, yeah. No, I... I w- uh, if, like, if I, c- I would... I would, Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd try and... I guess what it would go towards is... Uh, you know, any, any money that I'm making right now would be, would be for people, you know, if they're helping out, if, if we need to get to food delivered. I'm, I'm taking care of my mom, who is, you know, 77. She's an older, older lady, my fiance here. So any, we had to get food out a lot. Um, and I, I usually tip the essential workers, like, a huge amount of money, relatively speaking. So whatever money I make from these things is going towards people, hopefully. I mean, I, you know. I don't know. I wish I wish there was more I could do honestly, but it's good,
0: you know, to take care of your, of your mom too. Uh, my father-in-law is uh, 89, you know, and yeah. it's it's hard because he likes to keep moving, you know, and like yeah. like you can't go to the store, you can't go like get candy at Walmart, you know, it's an upsetting thing, but you know, the little things count. And you know what? I I always tip like 30% or whatever the like you know the, yeah. the max is because being an essential worker right now has got to suck. I used to work. Uh, I was a barista, and like some of the stuff that people would say to me was just downright nasty. You know what I mean? And like oh, yeah. I used to do stuff on TMZ, and it's just it's just terrible.
5: Yeah, I mean, and the thing, yeah, I mean, the thing about taking care of people and, and doing that, you know, essential workers are exactly that essential. And I mean, I, you know, with with my mom, you know, she also wants to go out all the time, you know, and and you know, and, and at that point in life, you know, when you're 70, in your 70s, your your 80s, you know it's hard to rationalize not going out. Like you don't, you know, you don't you, relatively speaking, you don't have as much time left in the world. So you want to kind of make the most of the time you have. And so that's, what's frustrating. So, you know, the essential workers are great for that, but it's also, you know, it's just a tough situation all around. So, you know,
0: yeah, it is a really tough, it's a difficult thing. Cause it's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing the other day. I was like, he's 89 and I'm telling him he's got to stay inside. He doesn't have that much time left. If he wants to go out, just let him go out. It's like Quint when Quint wants to like, you know, take the boat back into shore, when he really shouldn't be taking the boat back into shore, but he's just having a good old time, right? Speaking of a good old time, our next performer, performing at the Country Haken Arts Festival, I discovered him, too, uh, through the quarantine um, Delco open mic. but turns out he knows some friends that I know, and he's got a great voice, and I think when we did that Nirvana weekend together, he did an amazing version, I believe, of Heart Shaped Box that I wish I recorded and uh, could play for you right now, but with that being said, please welcome to the show, Mr. John Gilbride up top there.
6: Oh, hey. What's going on, everybody?
0: How are you, Thanks
6: man? For... I'm great, man. I, saw... I, uh, I forgot you were um, hosting this today, and I was just here in my studio hanging out and realized it was sneaking up on three, and I'm not doing much, and I'm so happy that I happen to be sitting here because I totally almost forgot about this, and I'm so uh, happy to
0: be here with you, man. Thanks for uh, That top book right there, I think, can you tell me the title of that top book?
6: Oh, these here. Uh, this is the good Lord bird by James McBride.
0: Yes. I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've read that it, book.
6: It's amazing. Great. I, I just re it's one of those books I started, um, last summer and leave it to quarantine to help me to finish writing things, but also finish, uh, reading things. So that's one of them. I had to pick back up and it's incredible.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to finish uh, infinite jest. It's taking me yeah. uh, the better part of a lifetime to get through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very difficult book, but otherwise, um, how's your quarantine been? Um, actually like
6: weirdly selfishly great. Um, it really sucks to not be out <clears throat> playing music. It's what I do for a living. It's what most of us do. Um, but honestly it's been really, spent a lot of time kind of turning inward and working on myself, reading a lot, learning a lot, writing a lot, uh, spent a few days camping recently and just trying to I don't know, do better improve myself and hopefully come out of this with some fresh perspective whenever things do go back to whatever shade of normal, uh, they're going to be. So, um, hard, definitely, definitely hard at first, but kind of hit this sort of cruising altitude right now and just trying to get through it, man. Same, same as all of us. And the, and these things help a lot of these virtual offerings help and uh, you know, saying no to a lot, but saying yes to the right things and exploring and meeting people and connecting with people like you. And I've met more musicians and creatives uh, in the past month virtually than I usually got to in in person because you see a lot of the same people when you play the shows and you're running around. So it's good to do these things.
0: I think it is great that, you know, we could, you know, all come together and, you know, celebrate being creative, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's tough being an artist. I mean, like, I'm sure each and every one of you can relate towards that statement is that, you know, like, I think, you know, Katie, you were just saying it too, like, you know, you, you feel like you've got to do something for the day. Like, if I don't play like the guitar or the drums or piano or draw or do something that's just like, you know, creative, like I can't be myself, you know what I mean? And like, even doing a podcast per se, I mean, really, you know, brings things into perspective. Uh, speaking of perspective, uh, I got to know this next guest while I was working at oldies.com and he had the best job I think I've ever heard of in my life. He was in charge of gathering vinyl, selling vinyl, and then we started chatting about music and like, I came downstairs one day with a really avant-garde strange request because I was trying to buy back all the music that I listened to in the 90s and I was like, hey man, I need this album called Prick. Oh, excuse me, this, this album called Animal by a band called Prick. And I thought, like, he'd be like, Oh, dude, like, really a band called Prick? He's like, Oh, I know that. I know that album. That album's amazing. Um, speaking of which, I did get that album since the interim because I no longer work there. But I got to know him a little bit better, and I found out he's an amazing songwriter, guitarist. He's been around the scene for a bit, and he's doing his thing this year with his band X-Made. Please welcome to the show, Larry. How you doing, man? Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, man. I miss working with you. I miss our chats. How's life in quarantine been for you?
7: Well, uh, just went back to work uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, last week we we sort of reopened. Uh, quarantine's been it's been pretty chill. <laughs> we uh, finished a record and put it out like the week before. Um, had lots of plans to play pretty much every weekend uh and it kind of just fell apart like everyone else we you know struggled to kind of figure out what was what we're going to do and you know it's 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 tough it's really it's really tough but we're excited to be playing virtually as much as we can um you know that's it just enjoying i guess the summer if that's what we're going to call it the summer
0: you guys th- does everybody Are you, would you be like comfortable going to like, what is your level of quarantine right now? You know, like, do you feel like you're uh, like, if I said, Hey, we're going to have a pool party at my house. You all want to come over. Would you come? Probably not. (laughs) Not
7: right. Anybody else? Going back to work was, was a struggle. I mean, I'm, I'm basically mask gloves, keeping away from certain people who are prone to being sick and coughing all over things, certain coworker that you can probably name. Is he back there? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, we're going to have to talk
0: afterwards. Um, um, so, yeah,
7: so, you know, basically coming to work and strip down, showering, you know, it's, but, you know, unemployment stopped, all that stuff, you know, it's, everything's opening up again, you know, just not live music, not restaurants, the things I actually enjoy, but, you know, it seems like commerce and things like that are at the top of everybody's priority list is you know bosses making dollars that kind of stuff
0: yeah does anybody have any thoughts about um our president this weekend we on friday saying hey we need to open them churches up it's very odd i
5: have a lot i have a lot, of, have a yes. lot of, yeah. go ahead dave <laughs> i don't know if i want to say them. i don't know if i want to say my thoughts about this <laughs> yeah
0: you, know, you know what we don't we don't ever censor here on the bobcast you can say whatever you want
5: well, um, so I, I think it's th- that. Th- what can you say? I mean, that hasn't been said a million times, and and it's really frustrating. Thing is that you know it, it seems as plain as day that to me that this guy is, just has so many mental problems, and I don't know. And the country has a lot of problems, and that like what Larry is saying about commerce reigning supreme you know and we you know our government has gotten us into this place well our government hasn't but um our government is in a place where you know it it can't take care of its people when something like this happens when the you know when the poop hits the fan you know we should have systems in place where people shouldn't have to worry about making money for a, a month or a couple months they should have they should have the ability to to sit it out to be made safe you know I mean that's sort of what the government is and we don't have that in this country so much you know the dollar is almighty and um it's it's a real shame uh I mean it's more it's more than a shame it's a travesty and um you know what 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 we can do hopefully that maybe this event maybe the one silver lining in this event and all the lives that have been lost uh could be that it really creates a sea change in the way we we view ourselves, uh, the way we view our government, the way we view our economy, the way we view, you know, the way we prioritize money over life.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a shame because, every, I mean, I talk about on my show all the time that the reason this happened is because of globalization. We're so, we couldn't shut down the world market. And if we could just been like, hey, we need to shut down for a bit, you know, it, it doesn't matter where it happened on planet Earth. Either it happened, you know, like yeah. the animosity and like, you know, the the public response towards you know, the people of China, I was really like upset with in the first few weeks. It was just very hard, you know, and and it was hard for me to like process the fact that here we couldn't, we couldn't distinguish ourselves different from the people of Italy or China. We kept thinking, oh, this will never happen here. And a whole bunch of people were talking online about like how like, you know, this wasn't real. And some people still do. Like even as today Mm -hmm. on my Facebook, I see just people being like, reclaim your freedom, go out and, you know, get a water ice. And it's like, it just exists people are dying i know i personally know people and that drives me nuts when i see where i used to see people posting like does anybody actually know anybody that has covid like yes i do you know yeah
5: it's it's crazy um and it's it's just it's mind-boggling But, you know, we have a, I think, and I think the internet is, is somewhat, I mean, the internet can bring out the best and the worst in people, you know, I mean, you, you can, you can do so much on the internet, you can do so much in our modern world where you can communicate with people. But in that sense, you know, if you have a kernel of a thought, a kernel of a negative thought about something, you know, with, with the politics in our country, the way they are, you have, you know, liberal and conservatism, these, you know, these diametrically opposed things. When you have a kernel of a negative thought, it can be exacerbated so much by some little, even fake article on the web, you know, some little little tiny little politicized thing that can then turn into a wildfire because no one's checking things anymore. No one knows what's what's real if you read it on the web or whatever. I mean, no one, no one knows. So some people believe this. People believe in these conspiracies and, you know, and uh, and they act on them. And that's the worst part about it is that you can act on something. You know, right now we have this little world between us, all, all of us right now on this on this Zoom chat. We can act on it. We can go out and act. We're not we're agents of change. We we have the power to go out without a mask and breathe on someone or cough on someone after reading that it's not a big deal in some fake blog or whatever. So that's you know,
0: I, I enough of my yakking though. I, I'm No, not... I mean look, I mean I think a lot of people who listen to my show are feeling the same way that you are. I mean, it's just it's an odd time, man. Like the other day, like, you know, as I approached the target and I saw the sign that said, you know, you can't come in here without a mask. It just it's hard to even like grasp that this is our reality. But once inside the store, I was shocked to find that several people don't know how to properly wear a mask. Like, what's the point of wearing a mask if you're not going to wear it properly? You know, like... the nose is sticking out on top of the mask. What's the point of it? So, like, I get it. The nose is for, like, you know, so you can breathe, right? But, like, huh?
4: Yeah, I just... Um, so, yesterday, my fiancé and I went grocery shopping. And... Um, there's a local farm stand near us that we've been going to for years and we went there and the woman who i guess is like married to the owner of the farm was working the cash register she was the only one there she had a mask on but she was just wearing it around her chin and she didn't have hand sanitizer back there she's just handling money handling all these people's produce and like we bought what we wanted to buy, but I don't see us going back there with how uncomfortable I was. And then as we were leaving, I noticed a sign, like a wooden painted sign that was like Psalms 9 something. Oh. And I'm just like, a, Jesus, like, how is this happening? And it's like, like, I, I don't, like, I'm not an expert and I, I don't know what's going on any more than anyone else does. I have a lot of questions. I have questions like, okay, the numbers in New Jersey dropped. What are they gonna look like in another month once things start to reopen? How do we keep the numbers down? Like, what is the efficacy of all these safety measures? Like, what is the extent to which we need to engage with them? And like, I think better safe than sorry. So like, if you tell me to wear a mask, I'm just gonna wear a mask. It's like not that difficult. To like logic through that for me. Um, but like the climate right now that has been created of people framing like this quarantine and safety measures as oppression is like utterly maddening when there have been groups of people in this country that truly have been experiencing oppression now and historically for hundreds of years. Um, and it's like i always i always come to like kind of like a like a wall in my thoughts where it's like okay like how do you change those people's minds and like that's the question that i don't know the answer to you know i don't know how to like reach someone who's coming from that perspective
0: it's hard it's very hard because people their their points of view are so constricted you know i mean before covid i used to joke all the time on my show about you know this problem of people not being able to feel empathy and this problem of people not being able to relate to other people in different parts of the world. And I used to say like we needed aliens or like you know maybe Jesus or somebody or Muhammad, like anybody to show up, you know, any religious figure. But in a million years, I never thought it would be something like this that you know put us all inside. But I mean, sometimes you know, it, it takes something like this to bring people together, and I really hope that's the case. But I mean. The stuff I see online sometimes is just like, God, like, really? Like, we haven't learned yet how to be a better, you know, like, group of people. Like, we're human, right? We're all human. We're all pink on the inside. We all look the same. And we need to, like, help each other. And, like, the way to not helping each other is wearing a mask like this, you know, or it's, like, coming off all the way. Like, it don't make no sense, man. Everybody does it around here. I saw a guy inside Target without a mask walking around with his shoulders so square like he wanted to fight somebody. (laughs) He wanted somebody to tell them that he he, he needed to put on a mask. Now, mind you, I mean, what? Like, I know this guy because I used to see him all the time at a bar in Conchahokan and he would always be going in the bathroom to do an illicit drug. And I'm not gonna say the illicit drug, but you can use your imagination. And I wasn't gonna be the guy to be like, hey man, you need to put on a mask because he probably would kill me. But, you know, it's just a mess, man. Like, everything. Sam, um, I haven't forgotten about the pizza collection, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to the set. Do you have any uh, surprises up your sleeve that, for the performance in two weeks?
3: Oh, sure. But um, we've, got a, we've got a lot of uh, surprises in store um, for the Kanchak Arts Festival. Um, most of them have to do with pizza, I would say. um they're mostly in the pizza realm what you get what you see is what you get with the pizza collection um so get ready for the unexpected but it will be pizza i love
0: it i love that that should be actually the motto of a place that sells pizza um, real quick, um, we're running out of time. we got about, like, six minutes left before we got to jet out of here. But uh, somebody just joined the show. Uh, they've been working with me for a while now. I used to be in a band with their drummer. They've gone on to do some exquisite performances every Friday at 5 o'clock, a happy hour of sorts. Uh, with that being said, I want to welcome from the band You Do You Katie up in the top there. How are you?
8: It's me. I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm glad you're still on. I was like, I'm bombarding in. I don't know if this is still going on, but I'm coming in.
0: How have you been? How's your quarantine?
8: Uh, some days are good, some days are bad, but we're making it work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, like each week, you guys put in a lot of effort for those live shows, right? I mean, yeah, all it's, new songs.
8: It's, uh, I, I once did this singing contest called Songbird where every week there was a different theme and I had to learn new music, and it was 14 weeks long. And I did it three times and I never won the prize money. And Drew always had to accompany me. So I feel like we're starting to feel like we're in that contest again after, like, you know, like, I don't know what week this is that we've been doing a live stream every Friday, but yeah, I try to not make the set the same every time. So we've had to learn a lot of songs. I put
0: it, I put it. That takes, that takes a lot of work. Luckily, um,
8: Drew's pretty good at it. And I uh, unfortunately have too many of them memorized from, from my teenage years.
0: I wanna hear you guys <laughs> cover Cool Cat by a queen. One I'm gonna write it songs. down, and I really think that you guys would 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 kill that song.
8: All right, we take requests. I'm
0: um, totally looking forward to seeing you do you. I'm looking forward to seeing Year of October. Um, we have a, a special guest. It seems to be there's a feline in the the mix there. Nice. Feline cat? <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is Penny here.
2: She's our uh, struggle cat. <laughs> we wow, have three look at them eyes. Yeah. She saw I was, uh, I, was on the, I was messing with my phone and jumped right up here. She's a, she's a hog for attention, so attention hog. <laughs>
0: That's what's up. John, you got any pets?
6: Who, me? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a cat sleeping on the floor behind me, actually, as you, <laughs> you talk about it. But, yeah.
0: So I <laughs> get My cat passed away, man. It's just such a bummer, man. Up, oh, we got another oh, no. here, here. We'll bring him on the screen. Sam, uh, what's your cat's name?
6: Oh, mine is uh, Lucy.
0: Lucy, oh, John's that. cat?
6: Yeah. <laughs> this is some hot cat talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cats are stealing the show. I hey, love cats.
0: I do too. Sam, what's your cat's name? This I'm sorry. It's a uh, little cats.
3: pepperoni. Oh, of, course.
8: <laughs> of course it is. Oh, man.
0: Dave, do you have any animals? Yeah, I got a, I got a little dog right here. See here.
3: Aw. Aw.
0: And then uh, we got cats. Some cats here. That's what's up. See who else we got. Uh I think Larry had to go. K- Katie, you've got cats, right?
8: Yeah. I have a oh, little there's two Katie's. Oh. Hi, Katie. Yo, what up,
4: Katie? <laughs>
1: you,
4: go, you go first. You go I first. You. No, you're good. You go, but I don't hear about your cats and dogs. Oh, he's a little he's a little Siamese boy named Calcefer, and he talks to us a lot. And he's he's a spoiled little boy.
0: Tony, you got any
1: pets? Uh, The dog died, sadly, but my daughter, who lives in Houston, Texas, just got a cat named Arturo. She's always showing him off on Instagram, so I've got to meet him remotely, (laughs) so that's about it.
0: That's great. Um, You know, it's one of the things I just thought of a spoiler, but not really a spoiler, but on that show, Upload, the thing I really like a lot is that the psychiatrists are all dogs, and the dogs that can talk. It's like man's best friend is, like, your, your, your greatest, like, Dr. Melfi psychiatrist, but... Uh, let me bring you all up into the mix. So, you know, it's going to be great seeing all these bands. Uh, some people couldn't pop in um, during the day. We-, we could do this again. I mean, like, I enjoyed like, all the festivals and all the virtual things we've done together, have I- I've enjoyed, like, the group chats. It's nice to chat with people who are like-minded individuals, who are creative, you know, and, like, put into the time and work you know, to craft your sets. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you, Bob. Yeah,
3: Bob thank Thank you you. yeah thanks bob Bob.
0: yeah i I wish that you know i could do more i wish i could like figure a way that we could bring live music back you know but it's gonna be a while you know and it's just gonna be weird like i was thinking too like how are you gonna go to like guitar center and try a guitar how are you gonna go to dsw and try like a brand new pair of nikes and see if they fit? you know i mean it's gonna be a weird world but i mean the one thing is for sure is that you all will be involved with it uh you can check them all out uh, the Beacon Bridge Wealth Partners and the Bobcast present the Kunshakan Arts Festival happening June 6th on Facebook. It's going to start at 11 a.m. I'm going to talk for 30 minutes straight, and then we're going to have artists all the way up until 11.30 midnight. Um, I want to thank the mayor. Uh, the mayor taught me screenplay writing at Montgomery County Community College about nine years ago. I wanted to learn something similar to what um, Katie was saying about, like, you know, applying yourself. And I was like, I, I, I want to do this. I went. And you know, he taught me screenplay writing and then five years later, he became the mayor of Hill Valley. Someday I'm gonna be mayor. <sighs> um, and his story is great and I'm, I'm happy to help him. He couldn't be here with us right now, but I just wanted to give him and his wife props. They'll be there too as well on the Kunshagen Arts Festival page. You don't have to hit the event, you just have to go to the page. And it's gonna be a wonderful day. Uh, I just wanna say thank you to everybody. Thanks.
6: Thanks. Thank wow. you, Bob. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Everybody have a great day. My name is Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast.